Welcome to the Jackie and Stacy Show, and I'm Stacy's son Clark, and here to tell you about it. There are two women wrestling with things of this broken and beautiful life. Each week, they will tackle a topic in a transparent, sometimes distracted, but always fun way that hopefully encourages and challenges you. They will break down each topic by looking at it through four lenses, ourselves, God, our people, and our community. They will then they will then give you a task to go forth with. Vaya con Dios. Welcome to the Jackie and Stacy show. I'm Stacy and I'm Jackie. And we're here today for our interview. <laughs> we are very excited uh, to continue <laughs> our topic of comfort zones yep. for the month of October um, with our special guest that Jackie's going to introduce. Yes, I'm so excited. We're like sitting here in person, like looking at each other, eye contact here. This is exciting. Um, I'd like to introduce you all to my friend Abe. And Abe and I have been friends for, wait, I didn't do the math. So now I'm going to have to do it right now. Abe, help me out here. Since we were like. 33 years? I think so. Oh, dude, that's I think crazy. it's like a, a 1986. Holy cow. Yeah. That's a lot of years. I'm not even that old. I, mean, I, I don't know. know. I'm going to have to make like a pictures of stuff that was happening in 1986. Oh, right? Oh, it was a good year. 86 so. was a good year. I think that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe 85. I know it doesn't matter. Okay, okay. I, it doesn't matter. So, um, we have been friends for a long, long time. We were friends in high school and... Now, mostly just Facebook friends, yeah. because you, you live far away with your family, but um, Abe is someone I have admired over the years, as in our adult reality, um, just as someone who um, is interesting, which is a really high compliment in my okay. book. I'll interesting is a high that. compliment. Um, intelligent, engaged in the community in a really positive way, which again is another thing I super value, so I'm really um, a big fan of that. And raised his family along with his beautiful wife Kelly in such um, a unique and thoughtful way which um, I think again I'm introducing you uh, sharing things that matter to me so I'm going to allow you to like highlight other things in a minute but those are the things that stand out to me is that you're just a really a family guy you love your family deeply and well and you did some unique things in the way that you guys did family and that has been inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been able to kind of watch that, like, like hashtag stalker. Abe <laughs> <laughs> stalker. Exactly. On um, social media over the years. I mean, really, how many, maybe the last 10 years. Yeah, 10 years now. Oh, crazy. Isn't that crazy? That is weird. Um, and so, Abe, welcome to the Jackie and Stacey well, Show. Thank you for being here. For Absolutely. Kelly. And um, we actually, before you go on and elaborate a little bit, um, we interviewed Abe, what, two months ago? I don't know, at least, probably um, longer. Abe was actually, I think, our, our first, first interview. interview. You were the first person we thought to interview, which, wow. okay, because I do have to give this little piece of background. Okay. Eight years ago, we, you and I talked about doing a podcast. We talked about doing a blog. A blog! That's how old we've been from the podcast. Oh my gosh, you're right! You and I talked Free about doing podcast. a blog, so that even dates us further. Yes. Because who reads blogs Who anymore? reads? That's not even right. a thing. It's What's good we blog? didn't do one. <laughs> Had we, had we done a podcast, we would have been way ahead of our time. Way ahead. <laughs> because, way ahead. and that's an important thing to add here, is that one of the things Stacey and I want to do in our podcast is bring in different voices and different um, different perspectives. And so you being a man, right there, you've got a different there go. voice and perspective than we do. <laughs> and um, 
you have a different, um, you have different politics, different faith background, different worldview in some ways than I did back then, especially, although I'm changing a lot, you? you would be surprised okay, to hear, okay. but, um, <laughs> I know, <laughs> so, um, so that's part of why you and I had talked about, like, how to have a friendship, right, right. when you come at life with such a different worldview, right? Right. That was like, kind of our that, thinking. That is. I, I think... Um, we were initially going to, because it was uh, one of the differences was based on religion, right? And I'm an yep. atheist. Right. Gotcha. And I thought, you know, we're still friends regardless. Right. And how do we, you know, explain our worldviews and that people with different views on the world or spirituality or, or what have you can still have a conversation right. and be civil Gosh. and like each other right. and things like that. You know what? I think that's even more relevant and interesting now than it even was eight years ago. We were ahead of our time. Right? Yeah. We were a little bit ahead of our time. Right. Yeah, just and on it a never actually yeah. happened. So we're still friends. <laughs> In our mind, we're still friends. We're still friends. So, yes. so there's something to it. And, but neither of us use our social media presence in a way that's divisive either. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't so, think so. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. But before we get to that, what can you add to your what What can you add to the introduction that it like who wow. Who are you, Abe? Who is Boy, Abe? Boy, I you said only forty minutes, so I I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> Tell us three so, things. So, uh, it, it it is hard to introduce uh, yourself sometimes, mm-hmm. especially when um you've known somebody you know yeah. for a long time. So yeah. I guess I've been a, a lot of people for sure. Um, currently, I am the executive director for a, a nonprofit here in San Luis Obispo. Um, and I say here because we're in Paso, so you're in my county. Right, we are. Um, Thank and you we for provide having. free health care uh, to people without insurance. So cool. Um, uh, but to touch on some of the other things, yes, I, I, I'm a dad and a husband. I've got four kids. Um, Tell us our ages. My oldest, Rana, is 23. Uh, Thane's just about to turn 18, uh, Amaris is 13, and my youngest, Gwenny, is 10. Oh, my goodness. Um, and we did provide them with a pretty interesting few years. We became full-time RVers uh, for about three years. We left the house and all of our stuff. Put some, I say it was the rule of thirds. We put a third in storage, oh. uh, a third in the dump. Uh, and we donated the other third. So when when you really start thinking about what's important in life, you kind of really focus and and narrow it down. And then we uh, uh, bought a fifth wheel uh, and a big F450, and we traveled the country. And we saw about 38 states and um, had about a million itineraries because once you get the freedom to go somewhere, it becomes really just it's it's a lot of fun yeah you keep changing your mind and you think you're going to be somewhere for two days and you're there for a month and some days you think you're going to be there for a week and you're in a strange place in florida and you're packing up the next day so <laughs> it, it depends so crazy so it, hopefully your introduction will continue to unfold throughout sure. our conversation because there's so much I mean, about, an interview about me so i guess right. my interview my introduction just really continues right exactly <laughs> but what so you did you and kelly did something called unschooling yep. with your kids mm-hmm. which was so fascinating to me when you first told me about it i was like i've never even heard of that and, yeah and um your kids have turned out fabulously um Thanks and so thank you, Kelly. I 100% believe that. <laughs> um, but um, how old were they when you started on your RV? 
Um, so my Rana was, I think she turned 18. Uh, we were in Yellowstone. Okay, she wow. jumped in the lake in Yellowstone Aww, for her 18th that's birthday. So, cool. so um, we have been settled for three years here. Okay. Um, and so it was the three was previous. Okay. Yeah, Got so. us for three full years that you were traveling? Yeah. Three years? Yeah. Right? And you worked on the road, right? I did. I was fortunate enough as a telecommuter where I just needed, you know, Wi-Fi and oh. phone signal. Um, and so I was employed um, uh, with United Health with Optum uh, while I was yeah. on the road. So talk about comfort zones. I mean, you full on like physically left your comfort zone I did. to go on the road and you didn't just do it yourself. You brought I drag, your I drag, I drag my wife, four kids, two cats and a dog. You two took cats and a dog? No, no way. How big was the dog? A black lab. No way. <laughs> yeah. That is so great. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, did that feel like you were leaving your comfort zone when you did that to you? And did it to, well, I mean, we can't speak for Kelly, obviously, or your kids, but how did that process, did you? You know, I, I think that it, it, it really wasn't leaving, it was leaving the comfort zone to some degree, but in a way we had been preparing for that for a long time, mm. at least from, from my perspective. Um, when you talk about comfort zones, um, yeah, I listened to your podcast this morning. Um, you know, I have to look way back to, you know, my original comfort zone is, you know, my house and right. with my, my parents right. and, and mm-hmm. um, growing up and Monterey Bay community and, you know, knowing people. And really ever since then, it's, it's kind of been one step after the other, you know, leaving home. Right. Um, and... Kelly and I have been together since 1987, so we've been together a long time, and we've had a lot of uh, discussions around what kind of life we wanted to lead, Um, and you mentioned the kids, right? And so um, we had a lot of those discussions before the kids were even born. Mm. So we we thought, um, you know, what is it we want to do, and... And you're right, a lot of people hadn't heard about unschooling, yeah. certainly at that time. Yeah. You know, we kind of started with homeschooling and ended right. up with unschooling. Right. And so uh, a lot of the things that we've done, when I look back on it, we're all kind of one step beyond what our previous comfort zone, one step beyond, you know. So when we left from Seattle, you know, we had just moved up to Seattle. We'd never lived there before. We decided, let's go live in another state, Right. Um, so we had done many, many things that were um, kind of pushing that comfort right. zone a little bit. I remember the day, uh, and, and this will tell you, uh, we, we needed to move out of the house we were living in. Um, we were renting. Were you in Redding or something? Like we that? were in Redmond. Redmond. Well, actually, we were in Woodenville, close okay. to Redmond. Okay. I had worked for Microsoft. And and Kyle came and said, you know, um, let's get an RV and hit the road. Oh, this was her idea. It was her idea. Wow. And I said, okay. <laughs> and what year was that? That was uh, three. That was like, yeah, years ago. We, we took, we, uh, for us, it, it took us about six, eight months to plan. Okay. We had, we had, I had to learn about RVs. Right, I've, did I, you have I, a new driver's license or something? Uh, not in Washington. There were a couple states I should have, but I didn't. <laughs> um, and so, but I we didn't know what we were going to buy a Class A. We we're going to buy a fifth right, wheel. Right. So we did all the research and we figured everything out right? and made some decisions and got rid of all of our stuff and packed everybody in. Huge and I job. didn't know if it was going to last two months or two years. So you were willing to 
Like we were. Yeah. Take it for as short or as long as you. Yeah, and we decided that um, we were going to give it a shot because it is a lot, right? Yeah. It's it is leaving the comfort zone. So I mean, I I look back on it, you know, surviving it, and I had a different perspective. But at that point in time, we thought we're going to give this a shot, and this may blow up because we're going from a 24, 2600 square foot house, three floors, into a 400 foot RV. <laughs> And we're bringing six the pets. We're bringing the pets. pets and six family members. And I've never driven one. Oh my gosh! Don't worry because <laughs> you, like YouTube has great tutorials. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I anything really you need to know. That's right. Highway now. Yeah. This sounds like a reality show, and I'm really bummed you didn't record it. We we did think about it for sure. <laughs> did you uh, vlog it? We or? well no we but we yeah. did have a Facebook group and we mm-hmm. did update Facebook. We I had remember a group reading it. Yeah. Where we were and we updated yeah. with our maps and what yeah. was going on. That was cool. And so there were a handful of people who kind of watch our our adventures. So before you left, did you personally feel any fear or nervousness or trepid trepid trepidation? Thank <laughs> you. I don't think so. No, I mean, I, 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 I don't, in. you know, I, like I said, that was about six years ago. And if I, I look at, you know, my past, a lot of things have um, either happened um, that have really changed the way my outlook is. So, you know, I, I thought about this for a while. Um, when I was 18, uh, my mom um, actually left from Paso Robles. Um, she had a schizophrenic breakdown. Mm-hmm. So I had this really perfect golden childhood and she tried jumping out of a car. So she dealt with mental illness for the mm-hmm. rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And it really changed everything for me, right? Yeah. And so so I started to, you know, make different decisions and, and think of things differently. And so, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was working on this comfort zone idea, and it, and it really changed there. And as we, we, have, we have been in a number of, of positions that should have scared the crap out of people and um, when you do them and you survive you think ah okay we uh um an example we were going to leave monterey i had come back from cal poly and we lived in monterey and i had spent six years working for household and Mm -hmm. i had had enough and i got a job in frederick maryland and so i was actually that was pretty scary because uh, oh, as a yeah. central coaster, we're going to live all, you know, move across the country. Mm-hmm, yeah. And um, I got the job. I quit my job in Salinas. And they um, offered a package and said, this is, you know, what we're going to do. We're going to transport the cars and the whole thing. And really, at the last minute, they backed out on some of the things. Oh. And uh, it bothered me enough. And there was just the point where I said, enough's enough. And I let that go. Mm-hmm. And we ended up moving to Los Angeles. Because you, at that point you didn't have a job. Then. I didn't have a job. Wow. And I just I just let it go. And yeah, absolutely. That was scary at the time. Um, but there are just have been things like that, that uh, you jump and then you land and then you jump again. And it kind of builds that muscle memory for taking risk and being willing to take it because you see that you, you do land on your feet. It, right? it does. I, I think that's true. I think that... I, I think that um, your your comfort zone you start to it expands because you one way or the other you still survive these good decisions or bad decisions right. or things that happen to you um and i guess they call that wisdom that's why yeah. we you know the good thing about knowing each other for 33 years is that you know 
we've seen a thing or two, right? Yes. And <laughs> so, right, and and so you start to feel like, okay, um, good stuff happens, bad stuff happens, and you make it through, and and you do, and you make the decisions the best that you can, right. and then you kind of keep going a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So. It sounds like, Stace, pipe up whenever you want to. I feel like I'm monopolizing the questions here. But um, it sounds like, I mean, honestly, I'm going to just be real here for a minute. We we wanted to interview you about something. So we didn't necessarily say, oh, hey, comfort zones. We just happened to be in comfort zones. And then when you texted me, you're like, you do realize I have a really large comfort zone, right? And I was like, <laughs> fascinating. I didn't really actually think about that. But yeah. it sounds like you and Kelly really have intentionally pushed your comfort zone throughout your lives together, really. I mean, more than most people, if you're thinking about, like, the conventional way yes, we, that people do life, you you guys have pushed that we intentionally. We really have. I think that, um, again, you can, you know, kind of go through the psychoanalysis of why. Yeah. Um, but, do that. Um, to hear that. <laughs> you know, that's a much longer show. Great. Start. Uh, but Go. <laughs> there, there, there is something in me, even when I was taking new jobs or doing new things, um, I would look at options and I would look for the, the option that scared me the most. Wow. Right. Wow. So if this felt good and that felt good, but this one felt uncomfortable, my inclination was to go to that and do something that made me nervous. Um, and I, I think that, you know, there's a nature to myself that I like that sort of. Okay, just part of who you are. But it, it also, right, you know, I, I kind of, I was thinking about, um, you know, maybe I'm a, 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 a comfort zone junkie or, you know, somebody <laughs> who really, you know, the X Games, yeah. those athletes that take lots right. of risks. I try not to take a lot of risks, but... Um, there is something that is appealing to doing something that is different and new because I feel um, it's those experiences that I don't know about that I want to learn about. When we left to to see the country, we didn't know where we were going and what, you know, I had traveled and seen the country through airports and strip malls, but actually getting on the road and, and getting that experience yeah. was so valuable and if you're not willing to go and see what else is out there um we just always thought you know we might be missing out and super formative for your kids to be able to experience so much i think so i think so i think that um we've definitely give them a a perspective that's unique yeah Right. You know, they, they, certainly, sure. they certainly have some stories and um, I think we've provided them um, with, you know, a lot of uh, or, or exposed them to a lot of things and places and ideas. And really the whole uh, there is no one right way to do yeah. things. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, but I got to tell you that I don't think any of them would get in the RV with me again. Right now, so. <laughs> Oh, I'd love to do that interview with your kids. Yeah. 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 Next year on the Jackie and Stacey show. Yeah, Jackie and Stacey interview. <laughs> yeah, so I think they appreciate it. And you know, you know, you do the opposite of what your parents totally. did. Or you, right. you look back and you're like, my parents were nuts. I'm like, we're those parents. Yeah. So, nice um, I, you know, my kids may, you know, move into a single house and never leave again. I don't know. But maybe. And one of them, I'm pretty sure, is going to live in a car at some point. So. <laughs> That's so great. Well, having zero idea if this is true or not, I'm just going to throw out that my observation, stalking you and your wife on Facebook, uh -huh. is that your kids 
have a confidence about who they are that is unique. I think so. I and that's something that we hear a lot. My you know, my kids um grew up around people of all ages, of of you know, all kinds of walks of life. Um and you know, that was something that we, we did intentionally. Um and so they feel comfortable with younger kids, with older kids, with adults, with grand, you know, yeah. when you travel around as an, a full-time RVer, most RVers are in their 60s, 70s, oh, right? right? So yeah. everywhere we went, they had like this slew of grandparents, you know? So great. Um, and so I do think that they have, a, a, and it, it's been mentioned before, a yeah. noticeable comfort with with people that not, not awesome. that doesn't happen all the time. It's really neat. Pretty neat. Now, I wanted to move to asking about a faith kind of a question, because okay. as most um, every topic that we have in our podcast, we look at a topic through ourselves, faith, our yep. close relationships and community. And what I find really fascinating is being able to stretch out of a comfort zone of what someone told you was your should be your faith or, yeah. you know, what you grew up with, understanding or believing or what you were surrounded by, yeah. and stretching that to really be honest enough with yourself and say, this is what I really do believe in. It's different than my parents or my grandparents. Believe. Yeah. You know, that was an important thing. I, I grew up Catholic. So I went to a Catholic elementary school. Um, I went to a Catholic high school. Um, I did go over to the Presbyterian youth group. Which is where we met. All the cute all the girls. Cute girls were yeah. there, so. <laughs> I already knew that. I got so, so clearly I was going to let go of the religion for something. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but that was something, you know, that, that is that, you know, that was my comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what you grew up and that's what you knew. Um, but, you know, I talked a little bit about what happened to my mother mm-hmm. and then I came to Cal Poly um, and that, you know, you're meeting all these people from all walks of life. Yeah. I mean, maybe more so in, in different colleges, um, but you let your mind kind of expand and that had been such a, 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 big thing for me, um, I, I, it was the first time I kind of stopped and thought about it a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I remember on Dexter, I remember the place where I kind of came to this realization that atheism was a thing, and it was okay if I did it, and then it felt right for me so were you uh like 18 19 20 yeah about 19 i was right it was it was my first year here at cal poly and and that's been true ever since then it has it was one of those things for me that um you know i made that it it, it felt right for me it was it was a decision i made i didn't tell a lot of people right you know so if you grow up grow up catholic Right. Um, and you live in a fairly, you know, Christianity is a common religion right. for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Um, but I, I do remember specifically where I was, and it, it uh, was something that just kind of... It was a it, moment. It was a moment, and it felt right to me, and, yeah. and it's really never changed for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you... Did you have bad experiences with faith traditions growing up at all, or was it just kind of... No, it, 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 it was, I don't know that I had really any bad experiences. It was, um, in my case, it was really not my choice. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, I literally from, you know, I was baptized in a Catholic church. I, you know, my parents were married in a Catholic mm-hmm. church. Uh, I mean, 
from elementary school on, you know, I was an altar boy, I went to Sunday school, I did all those things. And maybe that moment where I got uh, out on my own, I thought, maybe I get a choice in this yeah. matter. And you're like, I just don't think this is real. It, it just, well, it, it just didn't feel authentic to me, yeah. right? It yeah. felt yeah. like I was trying to be somebody. And in this case, it had been such an important thing. It turns out it was like one of the first things of me to kind of go, oh, this is maybe who I am. Uh, so kind of a follow-up question there is how... Do you feel comfortable in a Catholic church, though? Would you feel... I do. Because, like, I feel super uncomfortable because I didn't grow up in a Catholic church or anything. I walk in and I'm like, oh, no, I... Stand I, up, I and am I supposed to sit down? It is not a comfort zone for me. But does it feel like a place where you can find rest or... You know, I do like feel comfortable in a Catholic church. I almost... I almost... It, it still makes me laugh because um, I haven't gone to church regularly in 30-some yeah. years, but mm-hmm. I know the responses. I know the meal. Mm-hmm. I know oh, what is yeah. said. If you go to someone's wedding, are you like, oh, this is yeah. sweet, man. Yeah, no, I, like I, I, I do know it. I, I, and so I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in most places. Yeah. Um, I will skip the kneeling because my knees hurt too much. <laughs> Did um, yeah. And I don't go out for communion. Uh, right. But I've been in, you know, one of the things I do now for my nonprofit is I talk to a lot of churches. Oh, so sure. I was at a Greek Orthodox church not too long ago, and they were really welcoming and, you know, they sat down, one of the ladies sat down and walked through, because it was in Greek and English, and, cool. and went through the whole thing, and then I've been in the UU church, and so I've been into a lot of uh, different churches, um, and and I I find it is fascinating to me as an atheist, because I see that that means a lot to the people in each of those places, and right. they're all different, right, right. but you can see that 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 has clicked with them. That is who they are. And so I think it's just as valid um, as, as who I am. Yeah. My, my husband too grew up in a Catholic church and is no longer Catholic, but he'll, when he's in that situation, he always finds it like a really calming state for him. You know, when they're doing a repeating or he's like, I'm just taking as a time as more of a meditation time or a time where I'm thinking about myself and sometimes hearing what they're saying. Cause it's, you know, wisdom still everywhere. Yeah, I, I think so I think that's true. I mean, you can still there's still lots of good messages there, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it's just sometimes when the if the incense is too heavy, <laughs> I got a little reaction. You know, you're like, oh god, I can't take yeah, that anymore. I, but I, I used to have to do that yeah. as the altar boy, right? right? I used to, you know, yeah. you're just that's like it's too really much. powerful memories so for you that it, smell. Yeah, not good ones. Yeah. I, it was too much. Oh gosh. Much. Well, and there were some issues at Palma when you were there, or when you. Right? Uh, with? Some of the, the priests? You know, there was. Uh, it, it turns out, I didn't know about this, but there was an abuse case yeah. mm-hmm. um, with a, a, a priest um, who was there, actually somebody who was you just knew? a year younger than me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I had no idea. Yeah. I, I wasn't involved. There wasn't anything that was, there wasn't any rumors. I had no idea. In fact... When it came out, I was living back in Salinas and Monterey, oh, and the news broke that they were doing this investigation, and they did this press press release announcement at Palma. Um, it was the group that was saying, you know, these things were happening, these brothers, these these priests were charged, and I went down there, and I and I went I I went right down to it because I needed to see it um, because it didn't again in my, nothing in my memory. That, that really didn't. And, and this is just for our listeners, the private uh, Catholic 
Boys High School. That's right. Yeah. That we're talking about. And and so they they made these these claims, and I thought, boy, this just it didn't sit right with me. Yeah. And I asked people. I think I did put it on Facebook yeah, and said, you know, does anyone know? And and it it didn't feel right. And I thought, oh gosh, is this being fabricated? But then you know, you see all these. Uh, you, you see a lot of the news anyway, right. so maybe it's true. Right. And then as soon as I found out and talked to one of the men, boys, who was abused, I believed it on the You did. You saw that it was there true. There was no doubt. Yeah. yeah. There was no yeah. doubt. And, and, and that was that right. moment I went from complete, I don't know, this is skeptical, didn't happen in my neighborhood, to, oh, it did. It did. Uh, horrible. So Really horrible. I, I'm sorry. I, should, I don't know why I asked that question. <laughs> um, yeah, it's too bad. Um, did you want to finish? Yeah, so moving on even then from there, your next uh, list Lens, that we looked through yes. is your close relationships. So we've kind of talked a little bit about your family going on this huge trip. And But what about what were some things before that? We, we interviewed another family or a, a woman whose family had done something similar, removed their kids from school, and they boated around the world or something. Or, uh, not a whole world, probably. I can't not remember the where world, they totally but, went. Yeah. But she was like, that was an extreme case of what we do daily. Because, yeah. you, like you said, these baby steps. And so it wasn't like just one day I could decide, oh, packing up the RV, right? There's preparation, physical preparation, but also all the years preceding that, you know, you mentioned got a job here. Well, let's go for it. Right well, you know, steps. you're absolutely right. And, and the, the, the idea of unschooling. So we'll go back to that because yeah. I think that has a lot to do with, with how we, we look at life. And so the whole concept of unschooling is, is about self-directed learning. So you decide what you want to learn, how much of it you want to learn and how long you want to learn. And so there's no predefined, you know, algebra from this, you know, from 10 to 1045. It's not a standard process. And so when it started with, you know, my oldest now, we spent a long time in Greek mythology. I mean, my kids know a lot about Greek mythology, but that was nothing that was necessarily said. So, um, but along with unschooling, there's not really um, a beginning or really an end, right? It's, you're learning all the time. And so this idea that uh, you look at the world, you see something interesting, and you go find out more. So that's been something that's been a part of our family from its beginning, actually before we had our first child. So that was something that that Kelly and I had talked about for a long time. So when you have that mindset and you think, oh, I want to go learn about the country and see the world, it makes perfect sense, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, it it wasn't too much of a stretch. I mean, I was a little bit, you know, it's a funny answer, but it's also the truth. When Kelly said, let's go, I really did say, okay. So it was- Part of the fabric of who you guys It it really is. So that comes from, it comes from years of discussion, right? You know, it's not that, you know, I had the eight to five job at the factory right. and she and did her sudden, job yeah. and the kids were in school and we decided to do this because that would be this huge upheaval. Right. It was Correct. more like we had been talking like this for such a long time that this idea didn't seem unreasonable. Now, did any us. of your children ever attend a traditional school? No. And not for Well, I think, I think one of college. them went to, uh, we took some pictures at Yale. 
I think we bought a notebook and took some pictures at Yale. Um, one of them, I think, went to a class at one point in time. Now, the funny thing is my son, who's at, um, he works at the pad here. It's a climbing gym. He's a trainer and, and, and an instructor, and he, he does a lot of stuff. Um, but he's a great teacher. But he's never had. He's a natural teacher. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. never, he's never, uh, he's never, no, none of them have gone to school except for photo ops. And your oldest, <laughs> say her name. Rana. So you do say Rana, not Rihanna. Right. No. Yeah. See, Rana. We named Rana before Rihanna, so there's no I in it. Oh. So it's R H A N A. Okay. So it's Rana. So it's okay. Rana, but once Rihanna got popular, people. Yeah. So okay. So this is another story, right? We name. Uh, our first Rana. Our kids all have interesting names, I think. Um, but uh, it what wasn't a common name 20 yeah. years ago. It's not yeah. actually a common name now. It maybe sounds like Rhonda, and some people say Rana, and don't know how to say it, right? Right. right. Um, but it was a name that that Kelly had used in um, or found in a book, or actually, we're not going to go into all those details. Um, <laughs> but we loved the name, and that was the name we were going to give her. Um, but as uh, as a parent, I was trying to we, we wanted a backup plan in case she grew up and went you know you know parents and so her middle name is Kate. <laughs> oh nice! So nice. she has That's a, a really beautiful she name. Has, yeah. She has she has a very you know standard in case things went wrong. I love it. But she's never used name. it. She's no, she has a backup name. All of our kids have backup. They all do. Well, no, actually, well, does she does it. Well, Kate, and she's an entrepreneur. Perhaps. She is. She is. You know. Um, She's a baker. Uh, she is gluten free and allergy free, and and um, her and Kelly have had come across these issues a long time ago, and they just couldn't ever go out and have coffee and a pastry somewhere. Um, and she has loved baking so since cool. uh, we we saw her. Yeah, since she was probably two. Wow. Um, but we we have a picture. We went to a book signing with Alton Brown when she was maybe six or oh, something. So she crazy. has a little uh, apron on with Alton Brown, and so oh, cool. she loved baking, and um, that's what she wanted to do. And so she's pursued it. Um, in our travels, she spent a, a good six months at a really high end golf course where they had, you know, five pastry chefs on staff. So cool. And she hated it, but I mean, (laughs) but she learned a lot. She she learned a ton. And, um, but she stayed with it and now, uh, she got her own business license. She has five or six clients. She's baking a ton. Um, and so, and she's one of the, um, really one of the few places in the central coast that you know, you can get gluten-free, allergy-friendly, you know, donuts and, and muffins and all oh, this yeah, kind of... So and, cool. and, Did you uh, guys bring us any samples? <laughs> so I am a boy there. I'm the, I'm the taste tester. Nice. Oh, that's an approach Because job. I don't have any of the allergies. And the, the deal was that she would have to make things that Tasty. a quote-unquote normal person oh, would like. Nice. That's challenging, um, I think. But yeah, so she has her, she has a business license. So she had, cool. she does the whole thing. And, um, you know, I look back and I, I got my degree in business when yeah. I was 22. Yeah. Um, but she's actually running a business she's at 22. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? You're, you're way ahead she's of the She's learning the lessons yeah. in the she trenches. Is. She is. And so do you think you did mention, we do, we tend to do the opposite of what our parents did growing up, right? We tend to do that do you think that you you and kelly your comfort level with being uncomfortable really is what we're saying is that you have maybe, comf- maybe maybe that's it yeah. you have a, a comfort with being just uncomfortable do you feel like that that has translated to your kids as well 
It's, I mean. Oh, yeah, heck yeah. I, I'm I, answering I, I, that for you. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be thoughtful. But yeah, I think, I think it does. I think it yeah. does. Um, you know, it, in some ways, we've done a lot of things that are out of the ordinary and out of the norm. Yeah. Um, but in, in other ways, I've done things that also have been very protective of my kids, too, mm. right? So um, we traveled and went, you know, and did all these things, but um, we've also been there a lot, right? So um, they've been a part of our lives. Our family oh, is very close yes, a lot, yeah, right? Close. So yeah. going outside of our family, um, while they do really well, I think there were times initially um, where there was probably some nerves and things mm, like that. But yeah. um, they, the older ones have certainly learned um, that they're capable and interesting people, and they, they, so they cool. fit, fit okay. So, so cool. Yeah. I had a friend the other day tell me that her child was like, told her something that was not normal. And she said, if you say that something's normal, it's saying that there's only one way to do stuff. Right. You know, that anything that there's only one way to be, one way to yeah. think, one way is normal. Yeah. And that... You know, there's so many options. There's like, what does normal even mean? It's not even, how do you even define it? It doesn't it's seem not, like a thing anymore. No, I, I really I don't, don't think so. No, no, I, I kind of have to like, like park and back like Rockefeller, you know, I mean. Right, this 1950s, That's weird, right. but he, nobody was really like that either. It, right. <laughs> it was that an was, illusion. It was, it was all even an illusion. Then. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. So you want to do the last one? Sure, the last one is a question about community. So how do you think... I mean, if you could talk about your current community, the community of your family, do you have siblings or like out in the community and um, where you were? Yeah, so I, I've spent a lot of time, you know, I, I came back to San Luis about three years ago and I have been, I kind of fell back in love with the place. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in Monterey, but this is my first home away from home. And I got to a point in my career where community was very, very important. And so... I volunteered a lot of things. You know, I, 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 as soon as I got here, I started volunteering for this organization, for another organization. Um, when I found the Slow Nor Foundation, um, that really, you know, it gave me this level of fulfillment because I got to have an impact and help the people uh, who, who didn't have insurance, who had, who had some health issues, and do something about it. So I've been very community focused yeah. um, in, in San Luis Obispo, and I try to um, use my experience and, um, you know, my background in a way that actually benefits and makes a difference in people's lives, um, and and you give, and I give, and but you get back so much more, and, and you know that, right? Yeah. You give, and, you, and it looks like it's, it, you know, you're giving everything of yourself, but what you get is something that no paycheck will ever give you. Yeah. Um, you get this fulfillment level. Um, that is amazing, and, and you can be a part of it. I even um, talk about comfort zones. Um, so I, I spent a good amount of time knowing a lot of community leaders, talking. Um, last year, oh yeah, I ran for city council. Oh, we can relate on this. Oh one. yeah, Stacy, <laughs> tell him. I've run for an office and lost. I oh I lost. <laughs> oh I lost, but it was out of my comfort zone. It was right. you know that was one of those right. things. Yeah. I thought, hey, should I do this? I'm like, whoa, that seems scary. 
Yeah. Let's do it. Right. Um, and, <laughs> I'm in. Right. And so yes. it's definitely one of those things where when you go around and talk about a nonprofit and good, you get a very friendly audience, right? right. I can talk in front of a lot of strangers because True. they're all about love coming yeah. back. When you all of a sudden you turned yourself into a politician, that, that room is split. And, and with my views, it's on the other side. So uh, that was a comfort zone one. So, ah. But again, that was my effort to give back to the community. Yeah. So I think it's really important that wherever you are, um, you spend some time um, you know, find something that you love, but, you know, push. And, and my podcast was, uh, and, and I did this for a little while, I, it was after a Dave Matthews lyric, um, More Than Believe, because you're going to have to do more than believe. you got to get off the couch. You can't just say this is right and this is wrong and you should have done this and you should have right. done that. you got to get out and you got to get your hands dirty or your feet dirty or whatever and try to make a difference. And that's... Um, something that still drives me today. Well, I can just affirm too for our listeners that um, that's not just a platitude in your life. Like I've seen that play out. And so, you know, kudos to you for that because it does matter when people engage in the community and and it makes a difference totally. So, okay. I have two final questions. Okay. You can answer them as quickly as you, or as not quickly as you want. Um, One is what's outside your comfort zone right now? Oh. Think about that. And then the other one is, I forgot it, so answer the, that one and I'll remember <laughs> when you're done. <laughs> All right, I'm going to be honest. Okay. Okay, good. So, so as someone who constantly pushes outside their comfort zone, you build on your past experiences. Um, and so I, I continually look for something more and something more. Um, one of the things that is outside of the comfort zone is kind of going back and understanding why I do some of the things I do. Yeah. And so a really hard look internally makes me a little uncomfortable, yeah. right? Because I have the story that I tell to people. I have the story that I tell to myself. But kind of peeling back those layers all of a sudden starts to feel a lot more uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, even though I can be externally comfortable in a whole lot of different situations. So That is fascinating and so insightful because um, we're kind of at that point in life, right, where it seems. There's, there's, I think there's a lot of value in that, yeah. and it's scary, and oof, but um, yeah, so there, there's you, a lot, there's some truth to that's that. That's a good that, one. Right? Thank you for sharing okay, that. Okay. So then my last question, and then we'll go to the, the via come deals. Uh, my last question is, what would you say to someone who isn't um, really comfortable outside of their comfort zone? What would you say to someone who's trying to expand their comfort zone a little bit and push the boundaries? How would you encourage someone in that? You know, this is, what comes to mind, and I'll just go with that, is um, uh, maybe this is in my, my atheist mind, but there's That's there's okay. a, um, a Frank Sinatra quote that I'll probably misquote right now, but it's, you know. So can we do that all the time? You know, yeah, so <laughs> I don't have it in front of me, but it's something to the fact that you only live once, but once is enough if you do it right, ah. right? So there's, an, to me, there's an urgency that you've only got this one life. Right. You've only got this 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 number of days to do these things. And you you have this opportunity to to you know grow. You have this opportunity to be a part of other people's lives. And um, you know your comfort zone is a good place to rest and recharge. Mm. Um, but as soon as you're rested and recharged 
you know, kind of look for what that next step is. And I promise you, we'll, we're going to survive most of these things, right? right. You know, you're going right. to try the thing that seemed the scariest. Um, and then it's, it's not very scary anymore. I remember the first time when I was doing the uh, tour of California, right? Oh, and right. I was, and KSBY wanted to interview me and I was on live with KSBY. And the first time I'm, you know, that threw a little bit, but you do these things and they're kind of nerve wracking. Right. And then when you do them 10 times and then when you do them 15 times, the next thing you know, you're not even prepared. You just show up and right. you're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing you know, you're you're earning an Emmy for your incredible podcast. That's right. <laughs> I love it. So good. Did you want to come oh to the? Well, I think that is the Via Condios right there. I was just oh, writing I down. I was really what you said right. was use your comfort zone as a place to rest and recharge. And then get out. So that and you can yeah. get up and take one step towards. The scary thing. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I I think you need it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think you need the ice cream or the gravy or or something where, you know, for me, it's Sunday football, Ah, right? So my week can go crazy. And if I can just kind of tune into a a football game or a race where, you know, that's just that time to relax and rest and know what's going to happen kind of thing. But, you know, Monday keeps coming. So. Yeah, that's true, guys. Well, I, I want to thank you for making the effort to come here and be with us. Thank and you. you and Kelly for the way you show up in this world. And for your willingness to um, to be in relationship and friendship with someone who's different than you. I think that, that just that one thing makes a difference in this world when any of us is willing to do that. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's powerful. And, and it's all about love. So, thank you. It is all about love. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. So awesome. Twice. I'm, I'm a return guest. Right. And we're going to have to have you again. Nobody ever heard the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I took notes from the first one. Though. Oh, okay. I was, right. I was oh, well, I'll, back. I'll, I'll come back for a month. third time when you ask me and we can go through the notes. Hey, Damn. you want to start a blog? Hey, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next on the Jackie and Stacey show and Abe <laughs> blog. blog. Thanks, people. I love you. You guys, we really want to connect with you. Would you please reach out to us and tell us what you think? Tell us what you hear that you love. Tell us what you hear that you have questions about. Tell us what you hear that you hate. Whatever it is, we just want to hear from you. Yeah, you can tell us on all of our social media. Post a picture or something on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We are on Twitter, The Jackie and Stacy Show. And you can also go to our website. We have the Jackie and Stacy Show.com. I know it's shocking. Or Jackie and Stacy.com. <laughs> and Stacy's so good at always reminding you my name ends with an IE. Jackie yeah. with an IE. And Stacy's with a EY. That's how you can tell us apart. Just kidding. Or you could look at us. <laughs> Details. Uh, make sure you use our hashtag too, the Jackie and Stacy Show. Use via con Dios. Or the topic. That's right, absolutely. So email us, come to our website, go to social media. We want to connect with you. Absolutely. And we want to see what you're doing out there in the world. Via con Dios.